the Gillette Cavalcade of Sports is on the air. This is Bob Wolf at Yankee Stadium in New York with the third game of the World Series between the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Yankees, sent your way by the Gillette Safety Razor Company. Major sports classics the year-round, such as the series, the Rose Bowl game, Blue-Gray game, Kentucky Derby, All-Star game, and the week's feature boxing event every Friday night are broadcast and telecast by the Gillette Safety Razor Company. It's our way of saying thank you for using Gillette products. This broadcast is authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. And any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the Commissioner is prohibited. We're getting set for the crucial third game of the 1956 World Series. The New York Yankees against the Brooklyn Dodgers. And the scene has shifted from Ebbets Field in Brooklyn to Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. The Yankees come up to this one in a rather precarious situation. For the first time in their 22 World Series participations, they find themselves two games down after only two games played. In order to rescue the championship, the Yankees are confronted with the tremendous task of having to beat the Dodgers in four out of five possible remaining games. And that's a rough assignment. For in the first two games of the series, the Dodgers have rocked 11 Yankee pitchers for 21 hits, including four doubles and three homers. The Dodgers are red hot, but the Yankees are determined to prove their comeback ability. They recall that a year ago at this stage of the World Series, they had the Dodgers down by two games, and seemingly over a barrel. A change in scenery last year from Yankee Stadium to Ebbets Field worked wonders for the Brooks. The Dodgers recovered, won four of the next five to win the championship over New York, and became the first team ever to lose the first two series games, and yet emerge with a series win. In pursuance of such a comeback of their own, the Yankees are going back to their ace pitcher Whitey Ford as today's starter against Brooklyn's Roger Craig. And the Yankees figure that Yankee Stadium is just the spot to change their fortunes. In contrast to their record of seven defeats in their last eight series games in Brooklyn, the Yankees have won nine of their last ten series contests played here in their own park. In addition to playing in their home stadium before a more sympathetic gathering, there's also something about the Yankee Stadium outfield contours which could buoy the New Yorkers' hopes. For one thing, Dodger right-handed hitting power pulverizes opponents in Ebbets Field. In Yankee Stadium, the more distant left-field home run target is a tougher one for right-handed hitters. Last year, for example, Yankee left-handers won three games against the Dodgers in New York. Along the same line, as the Dodger pitching strength is predominantly right-handed, the Yankees can exploit their own left-handed batting punch. Left-handed batters have an easier home run target to shoot for than the righties at Yankee Stadium. 
A glance around the expanse of Triple Deck Stadium shows that the home run distance on the left field line is 301 feet, but that the low, approximately four-foot-high barrier swings out sharply into fair territory. A right-handed power hitter driving the ball over the spot where the left fielder normally plays is shooting for a target about 380 feet away. In left center, where the barrier gradually climbs toward a height of 13 feet, the distance is 451 feet, and in dead center, it's 461. In right center at Yankee Stadium, the distance is 407 feet. In straightaway right, it's 344 to the low barrier, but down the right field line, it's just 296 feet. Whitey Ford, who has won three out of five World Series decisions, won them all in Yankee Stadium. He's never lost a series game here. The 27-year-old left-hander's last series assignment was in the 56 opener in Brooklyn last Wednesday. He lasted just three innings. He was charged with the defeat. He's coming back now with two full days rest, figuring that those three innings he worked in Brooklyn shouldn't have taken too much out of him. Ford was a 19-win, six-loss pitcher with a 2.47 earned run average for the Yankees during the regular season. His opponent, tall, rangy, 25-year-old Roger Craig, a right-hander, had one previous World Series start. That was in the fifth game of the 1955 series. He went six innings against the Yankees and was touched for a pinch homer by Bob Serb in the seventh before being lifted. But the Dodgers went on to win for him. Craig was a 12-11 pitcher for the Brooks this season, and he was particularly effective during the first half of the campaign. He hasn't pitched since he faced the Pirates 12 days ago. And now Craig is down just off to the left of our broadcasting booth and below, warming up the right-hander, throwing him in, while southpaw Whitey Ford is off to our right, warming up. The Yankees dugout is off to our right and the Dodgers to our left. The teams are certainly poised for this big one, the one which could put the Yankees back into contention or put the crown just a game away from the Brooklyn Dodgers. And the weather, just beautiful for baseball, pretty much as it was yesterday in Brooklyn. A sunny day with blue skies dotted with a few clouds overhead. And there's a slight breeze, which is coming from the right field corner. And it's coming in toward the line between third and home at the moment. So it's coming from right toward left and coming in toward the plate at the moment. Both managers have tinkered a bit with their lineups for today's game. Walter Alston of the Dodgers has benched his left-handed hitting left fielder, Sandy Amos, because the mound opponent, Whitey Ford, is a southpaw. Junior Gilliam, a switch hitter who has been playing second base, is going out to Amos' spot. And inserted at second base is young right-handed swinging Charlie Neal, who made the jump to the Dodgers from Montreal this past spring. And Yankee manager Casey Stengel has made a few alterations, too. Stengel has restored Andy Carey to third base. He's benched Jerry Coleman, and he shifted Billy Martin back to second base. The Yankees' batting order has been shuffled in this respect. First baseman Joe Collins has been elevated to the number two spot, and right fielder Hank Bauer restored to his opening game leadoff position. And Enos Porter, the Yankees' hottest hitter of the series, has been moved from number two to number five, where his hits may be better exploited toward batting in runs. I'll go over the complete lineups for you in just a moment, but those are some of the features of the changes which will take place this afternoon. Say, folks, 
I want to tell you about the great new paper-made Capri pen with the piggyback refill. You know, I can't take a chance with a pen that might stop writing or run out of ink. That's why I and the other fellows working this big game are using a new paper-made Capri. Man, the instant you touch this pen to paper, paper-made silvered point takes off like a fastball. And that piggyback refill is sensational. You take the refill out of the pen, pull it apart, and you've actually got two silvered points and two ink supplies. So if you should damage the point or run out of ink in one section, you just reverse the sections and you're all ready to write again. Yes, with this paper-made Capri, you get a built-in spare refill. So why don't you take my advice and get a new paper-made Capri with a piggyback refill. There has been some speculation about the effect of the recent pennant races on the performances of the two rivals in the series. In the Yankees' case, they had a substantial lead most of the way and came into the series rested, but not under the full head of steam demonstrated by the less rested but more keyed-up Dodgers. Whether the Dodgers can keep up this tremendous supercharged pace now that the scene has shifted to New York remains to be seen. And will the Yankees, also known for their abilities when the chips are down, be able to come back now that they're back against the wall? Teams like the Dodgers have come into the series before as underdogs, but with the momentum of a hot pennant race behind them, have carried on to win the championship. One notable example was the 1914 Boston Braves team, which surged from last place in July to streak home with a National League pennant. The Braves went into the series, underdogs against the powerful Philadelphia A's, but the Braves continued right on through to a title in four straight games. The Dodgers may have that kind of momentum. A fellow like first baseman Gil Hodges, a 265 hitter for the season, finished up by batting 422 in the last two weeks of the season. He's still going strong. In the first two games, he's been to bat seven times and has smacked out two singles, two doubles, and a homer for a 714 batting average and has scored four times. And his seven runs batted in have already put him to within two of Lou Gehrig's World Series record of nine set in 1928. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the crowd is rising, and in just a moment, we shall have our national anthem.
the National Anthem sung by Miss Lucy Monroe with Major Francis J. Sutherland's 7th Regiment Band. Now let's take a look at those lineups that we promised you. For the Brooklyn Dodgers, Jim Gilliam leads off in left field. Batting second, playing shortstop, Pee Wee Reese. Batting third and playing center field, Duke Snyder. Batting fourth and playing third base, Jackie Robinson. Batting fifth and playing first base, Gil Hodges. Batting sixth and playing right field, Carl Perillo. Batting seventh and doing the catching, Roy Campanella. Batting eighth, playing second base, Charlie Neal. And Roger Craig is batting ninth and doing the pitching. For the New York Yankees, who are now taking the field, Hank Bauer is in right field. Joe Collins batting second, playing first base. Mickey Mantle is batting third, playing center field. Yogi Berra is batting fourth and catching. Ina Slaughter is batting fifth, playing left field. Billy Martin is batting sixth and playing second base. Gil McDougal is batting seventh and playing shortstop. Andy Carey is batting eighth, playing third base. And batting ninth and pitching is Whitey Ford. Dusty Vargas is the plate umpire. Larry Knapp at first, Bay Pinelli at second, Hank Sor at third, Tom Gorman along the left field line, Ed Rungi along the right field line. And now we're just about set for the ball game to get on the way. It's my pleasure to bring up to the microphone for the first half description, Bob Neal. Robert? Thank you very much, Bob Wolf, and hello, everybody. It's back in Yankee Stadium for the New York Yankees. And they're hoping that the change of scenery may have some definite change on the character of these uh, previous ball games. The Yankees finding themselves two games down. It's the first time a Yankee team has lost the first two games of a series. In 1922, when uh, the Yankees were comparatively new, the uh, Yanks lost four games uh, to John McGraw's Giants, but the second game of that struggle ends in a tie. One would have to go back to 1921 to find a Yankee defeat to match yesterday's game. And uh, certainly last night and today, the uh, great encyclopedia of baseball has been uh, paged over very carefully because with so much at stake, not only in the Department of Games won and lost, but in the Department of Records, uh, these are big games. The wind is blowing out towards left field. It's blowing from right across the infield to left. And it's a pretty gusty breeze as Whitey Ford, the left-hander, out there on the mound for his second appearance here in this 1956 World Series is ready to go. For the Dodgers, leading off and batting from the right side is Jim Gilliam in the first pitch. Strike call. Ford working in the first game. Lasted three innings. He's ready now, and the left arm comes around with a soft curve, a ground ball to the left side. Carey has it in the short hop. The throw to first, and it is in time for the out. So Jim Gilliam, swinging on a big curveball, bounces it back to the third baseman, Andy Carey, whose long throw over to Joe Collins in plenty of time for the out. The Dodger captain is up now, Pee-wee Reese. Pee-wee has three hits and ten times at bat. He has two runs batted in. He has struck out once, and he has uh, walked once. Pee-wee holds that bat right on the end. Ford, the left-hander, is ready, delivers a fastball in the outside corner. Whitey Ford is uh, picking off the spots today. The outfield spread out. 
The left hand is ready, and the one-strike delivery is a little high inside for one ball, one strike. Dusty Bodges in the National League calling the balls and the strikes today. Umpire Larry Knapp of the American League at first base. Dave Pinelli of the National League gets second, and umpire Hank Sore of the American League at third. Whitey Ford with one out. The Dodgers batting the top of the first. The pitch is low for ball two. Two balls, one strike. Whitey tried to put a curveball low and inside, and Pee Wee Reese was not taking any swings at it, and he took it. Two balls, one strike. The Yankee Stadium is filled to capacity. Ford with a 2-1 offering is a curve over first strike. Big sweeping curveball. Started way out near first base and broke over the outside corner. And Reese rubs his eyes. Doesn't believe it. Backs off. But it was over. Mantle is on a line from the plate right over the mound over second in center field. And the 2-2 pitch is outside. Taken for ball three. Three balls, two strikes. One out. On deck for the Dodgers, Duke Snyder. Reese is hitting 300 in the series so far this year. During the regular season, he hit at a 257 average. Here's the payoff pitch now by Whitey Ford to Pee Wee Reese. It comes down. It's swung on its miss. So Reese becomes the first strikeout victim of the third game of the World Series. First strikeout for Whitey Ford. Whitey uh, stands 5'10", weighs 182 pounds, had his uh, best year in 1956 with 19 victories, 6 defeats. Duke Snyder's in there. The Duker has 3 for 7. Takes a big curve on the outside corner for a strike. We have seen some pretty fantastic curveballs so far in the series with Sal Magley putting up quite a variety. And Mr. Ford today appears to have a big breaking curve. Next pitch, a curve, swung on a miss, strike two. So there's two out for the Dodgers in the top half of the first inning, and Duke Snyder stands up there with a two-strike count. The outfield for the Yankees pull to the right with Mickey Mantle a few steps over in right center field. Deep in right field by the 344-foot marker is Hank Bauer. Joe Collins deep at first. They are giving Duke Snyder left center field with Slaughter over near the corner. The two-strike delivery by Ford, a fastball that's inside and too low. One ball, two strikes. Crowd still coming in. Blue sky up above with a lot of big fleecy white clouds. And this is a anxious crowd. Anxious from the standpoint of the Yankee fans. The 1-2 offering. Swung on. Missed. Strike three. Oh, Whitey Ford strikes out two members of the Dodgers in the first inning. Strikeout number two for Whitey in the top of the first inning for the Brooklyn Dodgers. No runs. No hits. No errors. And... Nobody left on base. And at the middle of the first inning, score is the Brooklyn Dodgers, nothing. New York Yankees, nothing. You know, if you strung all the Yankee World Championship pennants around the stadium today, you'd see quite a sight. There are 16 of them. That's 11 more than any other team can boast. You know, you can spot facts like this in a flash when you own the Vest Pocket Digest, the standard $5.95 official encyclopedia of baseball. And today you can get one free with purchase of the Gillette Super Speed Razor at the regular price. This new edition is jam-packed with baseball history and highlights. It contains the Major League player roster, the records, nicknames, birthdates, how they bat and throw, a game-by-game summary of every World Series, 
diagrams of seating plans and playing areas of every major league park. All-time batting, fielding, and pitching marks, and much more useful information and baseball know-how. Just buy the Gillette Super Speed Razor that guarantees you clean, clean, comfortable shave, quick, refreshing shave, and the book is yours at no extra cost. That's right, you get the Razor Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser Travel Case and the Encyclopedia of Baseball, all for the price of the Razor alone, $1. In the last half of the first inning, the New York Yankees with a shuffle lineup will present first to Roger Craig on the mound for the Brooklyn Dodgers, Hank Bauer. Bauer has three hits and ten times at bat so far in the first two games. Craig is a big boy, 6'4", 198-pounder. First pitch coming, fastball over the outside corner, belt high, strike one called. Roger, on the regular season, won 12 by losing 11. In the first half of the season, he was great. In the second half, his control's a little off. There's a little popper going out in the right field, going back for it. It's Carl Frillo, and he pulls it in. I believe... Hank Bauer wanted to hold up on his swing, and he sliced one out into right field. Brello had to go back out like a football end going out for a pass and make the grab, which he does, and it's one out for the Yankees. The batter is Joe Collins. Joe has one for five. He appeared in the first game as a pinch hitter yesterday at first base. He has two RBIs. He's walked once. He struck out once. They pitched to him outside corner for a strike. The outfield playing Mr. Collins, full to the right, with Frollo around in right field. Now, that short right field line is only 296 feet. And the pitch is outside, so obviously Roger Craig has been instructed by manager Walt Olson to keep that ball low and outside, giving Joe Collins less of a chance to pull it. Because they remember that Mr. Collins last year got two home runs. Here's the pitch. Fastball ball inside. And the count runs to two balls, one strike. The Dodger infield has Jackie Robinson about one step off the edge of the infield grass at third. Pee Wee Reese is deep at short and shaded over near second. And uh, Charlie Neal, playing at second base today for the Dodgers, is back on the edge of the outfield grass at second with Gil Hodges deep at first. The breeze is freshening up. And the sun uh, shining brightly. Two balls and one strike. With one out, last half of the first inning and no score. And Jackie Robinson rubs the ball up and moves over. Now umpire Hank Soar says, I'd like to have a look at that ball. And he does. And now Soar is uh, throwing the ball into umpire Dusty Barges and is throwing it out of the game. Roger Craig pumps the ball into Roy Campanella to have uh, Campy rub it up. So we're all set now with two balls, one strike, one out. No score, last half of the first inning. The Dodgers lead, and they're breathing easily with two nailed up to the dugout. The Yankees are uh, gasping a little. They've lost the first two. All right, Craig's ready. The 2-1 offering. Fastball outside, ball three. Three balls, one strike. Joe Collins takes a flash down to Frankie Crosetti, coaching at third. Bill Dickey's coaching at first for the Yankees. Collins back in. He swings over a closed stance. His feet are fairly close together. And he crouches down. Craig with the 3-1 pitch. Swung on. A fly ball. Hits into shallow center field. Coming on is Duke Snyder. He's got the range. He's under it. He has it. For out number two in the last of the first inning. So, Roger Craig... 
who had some trouble his last uh, pitching effort against the Pittsburgh Pirates when he came on in relief of Clem Levi and lost a 6-5 decision as taking care of the first two men to face him. The batter's Mickey Mantle and the pitch is low outside ball one. Mickey has had uh, two hits and seven times at bat. He's had three walks, two strikeouts, and two RBIs. And he has hit one prodigious home run. The outfield post to the right. Snyder in right center. The pitch to him. Swung on. Missed. He went for a fastball. He didn't get it. So, Roger Craig, whose musical name denotes uh, smoothness, has a smoothness of motion, and the 1-1 offering to Mickey Mantle. He punts it, pushes it on the first baseline. Craig dives for it, can't get it. Charlie Deal right in, he can't get it. Mantle is on at first. Mantle dragging a bunt. Pushed it right by the right side of the mound on the first base side of the mound. Craig dove for the ball. He couldn't get it. Charlie Neal was playing deep naturally with his left-hand batter. Against the right-hand uh, pitcher. Came charging in. He couldn't pick it up. And it is a base hit. The batter is Yogi Barra. The Yankees have Mickey Mantle on at first. Yogi has had two hits and seven times at bat in the first two games, has four RBIs. He's currently hitting 286 in the series. Yogi, with his feet close together, pitched by Craig, a curve that comes low and inside. Ball one. Carl Perillo is about five steps away from the wall out in right field. Duke Snyder is in right center. And in shallow and left field is Jim Gilliam. Throw over to first, back safely. The Dodgers, naturally, are thinking about the last game of the World Series of 55 when Yogi tried to slice one down that left field line, a task which Yogi finds himself most proficient in doing, and they will be sure to try and protect. Gilliam, a uh, rangy infielder, can also cover that Terry out there in the outfield. Craig shakes off the first sign. The pitch coming to Yogi Barra is a strike call. So the count now has run on Yogi Barra to two balls, one strike, with Roger Craig checking very carefully on Mickey Mantle at first base. The outfield, shaded and deep. Mantle leads away, Hodges holds against him, throw over by Craig, just an easy lob, but uh, no play made. Mickey standing on the bag, watching Hodges catch it. Mickey leads away again, three, four steps, and the pitch to Barra, ground ball to the right side. Hodges can't get it, Charlie Neal bobbles it, picks it up, tosses underhand, he's out at first. Neal knocked the ball down and had to do the only thing he could do, and that was sort of scoop it underhand to Hodges in time to get Yogi, and the play goes 4-2-3. So in the first inning for the Yankees, no runs, one hit. No errors, and one man left, and Roger Craig has given up one hit. So at the end of the first inning, the score, Brooklyn nothing, the New York Yankees nothing. It's a piggyback jack, piggyback joke, 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 piggyback joke
supply. If you're student, policeman, or clerk, you can be sure with a paper mate. You'll always finish your work. No more aggravation. You won't tear out your hair. See the demonstration of the piggyback's fair. Paper makes a dollar ninety-five. It's the most. It's the end. Why, man alive! Buy a paper mate. You'll say it's great when you write with a paper mate pen. It's piggyback, Jack, piggyback. You'll get paper mates built in spare refill. And don't forget, the amazing piggyback refill fits all paper mate pens. In the top of the second inning for the Brooklyn Dodgers, it will be Jackie Robinson leading off, followed by Gil Hodges. Jackie, uh, so far, has had uh, three hits in the first two games out of eight times at bat. He has one home run, one RBI. He has walked once and struck out once, and he's batting 375. Jackie, a right-hand batter, stands deep in the box, feet fairly close together, slightly close stance, and Whitey Ford is ready and deals with the left hand at fastball. It's outside and low, ball one. Ina Slaughter, deep in left field for the Yankees. Mickey Mantle a few steps over in left center. Carey guarding the foul line at third. The pitch by Ford. A curveball. Pull foul down the third baseline. Off the facing of the box seats. And it's one ball, one strike. Jackie has uh, become most capable in the department of pulling that ball. In talking to some of the veteran uh, Dodger coaches like Jake Pittler. He was referring to the fact that Jackie, in his early days with the Dodgers, uh, was not able to pull the ball. and But now he can uh, pull that pitch if it's outside. 1-1 one, one deal by Whitey Ford. A big soft curve outside. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. Ford uh, disposed of uh, two of the three Dodgers in the first inning on strikeouts. Looks into Yogi Parra. Starts into his windup. And the 2-1 pitch is low. Fastball. Ball three. Three balls, one strike. Robinson takes a look down to Billy Herman coaching at third. And the 3-1 offering is a fastball inside ball four. So the first Dodger runner is on. As Jackie Robinson works Whitey Ford for a base on ball. And so with nobody out, Robinson on first. The batter now is Gil Hodges. Hodges uh, had two big doubles yesterday, good for four RBIs. He now has a total of seven. The record is nine, uh, held by Luke Gehrig back in 1928. That's something else we found in the baseball encyclopedia. Robinson uh, leads away from first. Ford checks him. Pitch to Hodges. Swung on a ground ball left side. Miguel McDougal deep in the hole. Grabs the ball. Throws to second and too late. McDougal went deep in the hole to backhand that ball. Hit by Gil Hodges. He went to second with his throw, but it was too late to get Jackie Robinson sliding in. It scored as a base hit for Gil Hodges. That is the first hit off Whitey Ford. And the Dodgers have runners at second and first. Nobody out, and Carl Perillo steps in. Perillo has three hits and eight times at bat in the series. Uh, one double, one run batted in. He's batting 375. Carl swings over a close stance, right-hand batter. Outfield straight away for the Yankees. Whitey Ford looks in and delivers. There's a sliced foul going in the upper deck back to first base. 
Strike one to Carl Prillo. Yogi Berra moves out in front of the plate and fires that ball back out to Whitey Ford. The uh, Yankee bullpen is in the runway out in right center field. There does not appear at the moment to be any activity. All right, Ford uh, checks his runners. The one-strike pitch to Frillo. Swung on a slicer out in right field. Hank Bauer digging for it. He's got room for it, and he's got it. Robinson tagged up at second, going to third. The throw coming over to Billy Martin, and Jackie Robinson moves to third as Carl Frillo flies out to right field, deep to Hank Bauer. So one out. Runners at third and first for the Brooklyn Dodgers, and the batter's Roy Campanella. And there's a conference between Yogi Berra and Whitey Ford. Campanella stepping in there for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Number 39. Roy has a very open stance. His left foot pointed right down that third baseline. Robinson leads away from third. Hodges from first. The pitch to Campanella. Swung on. Fly ball. Bauer falls down. Gets back up on his feet. He's going deep. He's still going back. He grabs it. And here's Robinson uh, walking home. A great catch and recovery by Hank Bauer, who slipped on a ball hit out in the right field that looked like it might sink, and then it carried. Bauer recovered, went back near the railing in front of the bullpen, reached up, leaned on the railing with his bare hand, reached up and backhanded the ball. So Roy Campanella robbed of a home run on a great catch by Hank Bauer, and the sacrifice fly being credited to Campanella, and a run batted in. So the Dodgers break out in front, one to nothing. Runner at first is Hodges. Charlie Neal, the batter, right-hand batter, swings and slices a foul back upstairs. A great catch by Hank Bauer, who slipped and then recovered and then went back on the right on the very edge of the bullpen, a short little three-foot fence out there, leaned on it, reached up and backhanded that ball. Ford delivers to what to Charlie Neal, a swing and a miss on a curve. A big curveball broke up on his hands. Outfield straight away. Gil Hodges on at first. He leads away again. Two strikes to count. Whitey Ford is ready. Checks the runner. The pitch comes. It's swung on. Popped up. And Yogi Berra, back of the plate with a mask off, moves back. He circles back now and he grabs it. Yogi almost had to do a backward flip to grab that one because the wind carried it back towards the infield. So Charlie Neal pops out to Yogi Berra in the second inning for the Dodgers. One run. On one hit, there were no errors. One man left on. So the Dodgers break out in front and at the end of one and a half innings of play. Score is Brooklyn 1 and the New York Yankees nothing. Well, there have been so many great stars in these games so far. I guess you could pick any one name and say he's been great. For example, Duke Snyder's great catches uh, over Nebbets Field have been sensational. You know, we recorded an interview with Snyder the other day. Let's hear what Duke has to say on this particular subject. I've heard this a good many times, and I certainly put in with it. The only way to get a decent shave is with a Gillette blade and a Gillette razor. 
Sure, Duke's a Gillette Super Speed man. He gets those clean, refreshing shaves you enjoy when you use the razor that's matched to your skin and beard. And that's easy to do because now there are three Gillette Super Speed razors that meet the special requirements of all men. The light has minimum blade edge exposure, special angle and lighter weight. It clicks with men who have sensitive skin. The regulars for average skin and beard. The heavy with its greater blade edge exposure and steeper edge angle is for you if you like the heft and feel of a heavier razor. So choose your Gillette Super Speed Razor. One dollar with Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser, Travel Case, and free Encyclopedia of Baseball as a World Series Special. Ina Slaughter swinging on the first pitch, pops it out into short left field, and moving in for it is the left fielder, Junior Gilliam. He gathers it in for one out. While we wait for Billy Barton to move in, let's pause now. Ten seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for all America. WGMS AM, Mutual for Washington, the station that plays good popular music. The station that does not play rock and roll. This is Bob Neal with Bob Wolf in Yankee Stadium. Billy Martin's the batter. Roger Craig into his windup, and the right-hander comes with a fastball over the outside corner. Bell high. Strike one. The Brooklyn Dodgers leading in the ball game on one hit, one to nothing. Billy Martin uh, not quite ready. Uh, steps out. Umpire Dusty Barges calls time. There's a carton of. Uh, some nature, uh, apparently a sandwich carton that has uh, fallen on the screen right directly down in front of us. And umpire Hank Soar, uh, backing up at third, had directed the attention of umpire Dusty Bodges to it. The Dodgers with Gilliam and left, Snyder in center, Brillo and right as Craig winds and the one-strike delivery, a curve for strike two. Roger Craig, born in Durham, North Carolina, 6'4", 198-pounder. Looks in to Roy Campanella. Two strikes to Billy Martin. Shakes off the first sign. Now he's ready. Works, kicks, and the pitch comes down to Martin. Takes low outside. Curveball. One ball, two strikes. Greg uh, wearing number 40. Kicks a little dirt out of his spikes, and he's back up. He's ready to work, and here's the one-two pitch coming to Martin. A curveball. He drives it deep in the left field, going well back. If it stays fair, it is going. It is gone for a home run. Billy Martin drives one of Roger Craig's curveballs into the lower left field stands for a home run, and the score is now tied up. That's the second hit for the New York Yankees. So Billy Martin has put the Yankees back into the game. Pitch coming out of Gil McDougall slices off on a curveball off the mask of Roy Campanella, and I believe it broke the mask. Campy uh, walking over to the Dodger dugout. And he is having it replaced by the brow. Billy Martin with a big home run. 
certainly big to the Yankee fans because uh, that one run the Dodgers had put up there in the top of the second can uh, be as big as six if the pitcher doesn't give uh, somebody else any. Well, Billy Martin has uh, accepted the congratulations and felicitations of the fans. He's gone back in the dugout. Gil McDougall, who has had one hit and seven times at bat in the series, but who in the regular season hit 311 is in there. Craig is ready. Deals a fastball outside. One ball, one strike. The Dodgers won. The Yankees won. We're in the last half of the second inning. One out. The outfield shaded just a few steps to the left for Gill. Pitched by Craig. A curve. And it's ball two. And Roy Campanella wants a new ball. And he gets it. Empire Dusty Bodges out there cleaning off the plate. Jackie Robinson is playing about three steps back of third, and he's about five steps off the foul line. Pee Wee Reese, halfway. And Charlie Neal, the second baseman, is deep at second, with Gil Hodges playing well back at first. Snyder around in left center. Here's the 2-1 offering to McDougal. A fastball is too high. Ball three. Three balls, one strike. So Roger Craig... who made one previous series appearance, who started the fifth game in 1955 at Ebbets Field, pitched six innings, then out in the seventh, allowed two runs, four hits. He is out there now in a little bit of a spot with a 3-1 delivery coming. Takes it inside, ball four. So McDougal is on. That's the first walk given up by Craig. The Yankees have a runner at first, one out, and the batter, Andy Carey. Gary uh, played in the first game, had one hit and three times at bat. And then manager Casey Stangle switched Martin over there yesterday. Outfield straight away for him now. The check of the run of the pitch is a fastball just outside. Ball one. Craig looking in. I just playing against the runner Gil McDougal at first. McDougal, also a pretty fleet-footed youngster on those base pass, leads the way the pitch comes, a curve, strike call. So it's one ball, one strike. With one out, runner at first, and the score tied at one run. We're in the last half of the second inning in the third game of the World Series. Here's the pitch coming. It's a curve that uh, fouls off the bat. Carey tried to duck away from the ball. It struck his bat, fouled in front of the plate, and it's one ball, two strikes. The ball goes back out to Roger Craig. Andy Carey is the batter for the Yankees. Andy from Alameda, California. This is uh, his birth month. He is a Libra, October the 18th. Here's the pitch to him. Uh, checks his swing and it takes his bat and it's hung onto by Roy Campanella and it's called a foul tip on a strikeout. So that's the first strikeout for Roger Craig. And that's pretty fine pitching on the part of uh, young Mr. Craig to be able to just nick that bat enough to get the ball right into Campanella's mitt. Whitey Ford is up there now. Whitey, like so many other pitchers in baseball, a pretty good man with that wood. Bat says he throws him from the left side, chokes up a little on the bat. Roger Craig looks to McDougal, a pitch to Ford, swings, misses, strike one. Jackie Robinson, the third baseman, in on the edge of the infield grass at third with his left-hand batter up there. 
The outfield pulled just a little to the right with Jim Gilliam very shallow and left. Throw over to first, back safely. Craig has really been keeping his eye on McDougal. Gill leads away the pitch to Whitey. A fastball that popped over that inside corner. So it's two strikes. Craig with two out, pitching here in the last of the second. Score tied at one run. Billy Martin's home run, putting the Yankees back into a tie. After the Dodgers had picked up a run on a walk to Robinson, a single to deep short. Ready now. Craig shakes off the sign. Checks first. Here's the pitch. And there's strike three. Call. The curveball had popped over the inside corner. So Andy Ford called out on strikes. That is strikeout number two for Roger Craig. In the second inning for the Yankees, one run on one hit. The home run by Martin. There were no errors. And one man left on base. The Yankees have left two so far today. So at the end of two innings of play, the score, Brooklyn one, New York, Yankees one. Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp and listen, mister, how are you fixed for play? That play, how are you fixed for play? You better check, make sure you have enough, cause a worn out play makes shame and mighty tough. How are you fixed for play? Better look, Gillette. Fans uh, here in Yankee Stadium are uh, buzzing, and it's a normal thing for them to be buzzing, but they're buzzing about the uh, kind of pitching that they're seeing between uh, Whitey Ford and Roger Craig. Both have good curveballs. Uh, Craig perhaps has a little faster fastball than does Whitey. And uh, Mr. Ford has been fooled by Mr. Craig. Mr. Craig now uh, comes up to see what he can do against Whitey Ford. Ford uh, has struck out two, has walked one, and he's given up one run on one hit. So Roger Craig, wearing number 40, big, tall, right-hander, over a closed stance. The pitch by Ford is a curve that's just outside. Ball one. The outfield is shallow, so apparently the Yankee outfield does not feel that Mr. Craig is a... Swinging on a curveball. That was outside. Slaps it on a bounce right by Billy Martin, who broke far to his left, tried to get it. The ball didn't bounce up, and Billy couldn't get it. So it's out in the right field. It's a base hit. And that is hit number two for the Dodgers. Single by Roger Craig and a single by Gil Hodges. Joe Collins comes over to talk to his pitcher, Whitey Ford, as Jim Gilliam, ever a dangerous hitter. Good butter. Good hit-and-run man. Good fielder, good everything. Jim Gilliam batting from the right side. He's a switcher. The outfield straight away. Ford looks into Barra. Craig uh, leads away very uh, shyly, and the throw is over to keep him back. Roger not taking much of a lead as Jake Cutler, the veteran coach of the Dodgers at first base, warns him, look out. Whitey Ford looks over to first. Here's the pitch. A ground ball to the right side. Billy Martin takes it on the big hop. Tosses to McDougal for one. The throw first. Double play. Four, six to three. The double play for the New York Yankees. And that is double play number three for New York. So they've wiped off Roger Craig and Junior Gilliam, two out, the batter Pee Wee Reese. The other double plays went Scowling to McDougal to Martin and Martin to Collins. Oh, so this one goes Martin McDougal to Collins. 
Castro. The all three have been performed by different patterns. The pitch coming to Pee Wee Reese is too high for ball one. Reese struck out in the first inning. Pee Wee uh, with three hits and 11 times at bat in the series so far. Pee Wee looks out as Whitey Ford's ready and the pitch comes and there's a line drive out in the left center field. It's in there for a base hit. Well, Pee Wee trundles uh, down to first base with the third hit of the day for the Brooklyn Dodgers. They have a runner on at first, and uh, the cry that you hear is for Duke Snyder. The Duke. He struck out in the first inning. Duke stands very deep in the left-hand batter's box. His right foot is planted up close to the line and up near the plate. As the ball players refer to it, a very close stance. The outfield for the Yankees pull to the right. Ford checks the runner. The pitch comes. A curve. He tries to check his swing. It's a strike call. Ford is uh, feeding Snyder a curveball that starts almost on the, well, a foot inside and then breaks over the outside corner. A go over to first with a throw and back safely is Pee Reese. Ford not taking any chances. And another throw over back safely again is the Dodger captain. Pee-wee in the offseason uh, rides his bicycle wherever he wants to go. Keeps his legs in great shape. Pitch coming. Like two call. A curveball. Just below the belt on the outside corner. So the Duke for the Dodgers stands in there with a two-strike count and two out. And the score tied at one run. Dodger half of the third. Whitey Ford delivers a swing and a miss. Strike three. Oh, Whitey Ford bears down against the great Duke Snyder. Gets his third strikeout. And in the third inning for the Dodgers, no runs on one hit. No errors. And one man left on. At the end of two and a half innings of play, score Brooklyn one, New York one. Well, the Dodgers were mighty happy uh, today when they were out there taking uh, batting practice. Say, Bob, uh, you were down in the locker room after they uh, took that game yesterday. What went on? Well, I saw a happy bunch of guys and a busy bunch of guys. There was quite a scramble to get out. As usual, a lot of them were shaving. And most of them with instant lather shaving cream. Well, that figures because today one out of four men who use shaving cream uses instant lather. And I think the percentage is even higher among ball players. Those bomb-type creams are made to order for men in a hurry. Gillette puts out a mighty good one now called Foamy. It does a fine job of soaking and softening those whiskers for clean, easy shaves, and it's an instant lather, all right. You trip the nozzle, and there you are. Rich, creamy lather right at your fingertips. And here's a Foamy Extra. Foamy contains K34, the special antiseptic that destroys bacteria on your face. 79 cents gets you a can that lasts three months or so. Better give Foamy a try. I've got a hunch you'll like it. Well, Hank Bauer is uh, very happy with the fine pitching of Whitey Ford. And Whitey Ford, uh, thanking him for his uh, fine compliments, now says, I uh, enjoy your hitting, Mr. Bauer. And Hank Bauer is the first man up in the third inning for New York. Roger Craig into his windup and the pitch to Bauer. Fastball, low outside, ball one. Hank Bauer lost to the fly ball in the right field in the first inning. The outfield for the Dodgers, pull to the left. Robinson, uh, even with third, and about four steps off the line. Craig is ready and deals, and way outside, ball two. 
Roger Craig's uh, main trouble, according to the little uh, discussion we had with the Dodger coaches, is his control. He is uh, like the proverbial little girl. If she's good, she's very, very good. And if she hasn't got it, uh, she is horrid. So uh, that's the problem right now. Here's the two-ball delivery coming to Bauer. Swings on this one, drives one deep in the left field, and it is curving foul. Frank Bauer uh, got around to that fastball, but pulled it just a little too much. And the Yankee fans were uh, up and ready. Score tied at one run. We're in the last half of the third. Bauer leading off of the Yankees. One run on two hits, no errors for New York. One run on three hits, no errors for Brooklyn. The pitch by Craig. Swings, misses, strike two. Craig took a little off the fastball. Bauer swinging on the motion. So it's two and two. Jackie Robinson moves back at third now. But he's still guarding that foul line. Peter Reese deep at short. Charlie Neal deep at second. And Hodges uh, also. Here's the 2-2 offering. A swing and a miss on a soft curve. And Hank Bauer becomes strikeout victim number three for Roger Craig. Joe Collins is in there. Collins uh, with a fly ball to center field. The pitch by Craig comes and it's a curve that breaks a little on inside for ball one. Luke Snyder's pulled around in right center field. Deep in right field is Carl Frillo and Charlie Neal is deep at second. Jackie Robinson uh, almost on the edge of the grass. The pitch is swung on a ground ball to the right side. Gil Hodges gloves it, throws to Craig, who uh, grabs it, reaches for first, and he's out. Craig came over as quickly as he could. Hodges made a fine grab on a sharply hit ground ball, and he had to throw over, and Roger Craig looked like a fellow putting out a fire as he stamped for the bag, and he got it just there in time ahead of Joe Collins. Fine combination. Going from Hodges to the pitcher, Roger Craig. 3-1 if you're scoring. And if you're not, he's out anyway. So we have two out in the third inning. Mickey Mantle, a batter. And now, manager Wall Alston is moving Pee Wee Reese over on the first base side of second. A sort of a Ted Williams shift on Mickey Mantle with Jackie Robinson playing where the shortstop would normally play. Snyder's way around in right center. So we have uh, three men on the infield of the right side of second. Fastball strike. Reese well over on the first base side of second. Charlie Neal about a third of the way from the foul line at first, and Gil Hodges playing about three steps off the foul line at first base and back. Here's the one-strike pitch. The mantle swings on this one, pops it up, and moving off in foul territory is Roy Campanella. Will he be able to get it? He does. So Mantle fouls out to the catcher, Roy Campanella, in the third inning for the Yankees. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. At the end of three full innings of play, the score, Brooklyn won, and the New York Yankees won. Everybody today was talking about Don Besson, and what a tremendous job that he came up with yesterday. Even the Yankees today, taking their turns in the batting cage, were talking about Don. Great job. You know, his uh, full name is Fred Donald Besson. Uh, he was born in Jacksonville, Florida, 25 years ago. Broke in with the Dodgers in 55, posted an 8-1, one-loss record that year. 
And up until yesterday, he'd appeared in three World Series games without a decision. Now, you get facts like these quick as a wink in the vest pocket edition of the official Encyclopedia of Baseball. This condensed 320-page book contains the cream of the standard authority on the game. And it's yours, absolutely free, with purchase of the Gillette Super Speed Razor at the regular price. Nearby store has your copy. You better get it soon. In the top of the fourth inning for the Brooklyn Dodgers, it will be Jackie Robinson, Gil Hodges, and Carl Frillo. Jackie Robinson uh, steps in now. And the left fielder for the Yankees, Enos Slaughter, moves back out there in left field. Mickey Mantle moves over a few steps in left center. So they're playing him to pull. Andy Carey uh, backed up at third. Whitey Ford out there on the mound has been uh, nicked for three hits. All singles. Here's the pitch coming to Jackie Robinson. Fastball, ground ball. Blocked by Andy Carey. A great stop and makes his throw to first and he's out. Whistler down that third baseline on the over towards the hole at short. Andy Carey made one step over, gloved that ball, then dug it out and fired over to first for the out. Fine play. Andy Carey throwing over to Joe Collins. One out for the Dodgers in the fourth inning. Oh, we've seen some great baseball played here in the 1956 World Series. Whitey Ford now, pitching, uh, delivers the curve, a strike call to Gil Hodges. Hodges in the second inning hit a bouncer that Gil McDougal went deep in the hole for, backhanded the ball. And uh, his throw, however, over to Billy Martin was just too late to force Jackie Robinson, and Hodges was given a single. Gil's been on uh, six straight times. Joe Hodges, right-hand batter, waiting as Whitey Ford's into his windup in the one-strike delivery. Way outside a curve. One ball, one strike. Boy, that play of Andy Carey's was something. The pitch by Ford. Swung on, a ground ball left side. Carey to his left, has it. Fires over to first, he's out. So there's two away. So Andy Carey has disposed of the first two outs in the fourth inning. And the batter, another right-hand slugger, Carl Frillo. Carl wearing number six, steps in. We've had some great plays. Hank Bauer's theft of Roy Campanella's bid for a home run was something. And Carey's stab of Robinson's smash was also exciting. First pitch to Frillo, swings and uh, pops one up the right side. It's drifting out of play, and it'll be in the lower deck. Strike one. Slight uh, amount of white clouds moving in over Yankee Stadium, and the sun has uh, just about been blotted out. Sort of a bright haze, however. Carpolo taps his uh, bat on the plate. A couple of uh, papers blowing out there on the infield, blowing in towards the plate as Whitey Ford gets ready, and Ford, uh, not trying to take unfair advantage, motions to the umpire, Dusty Bodges, who immediately calls time. 
All right, ready to go now. As Whitey Ford rocks into motion, deals, and there's a swing and a slice down the right field line. It is foul. And a fan who had reached over the box seats to grab it turned this to umpire Ed Rungi of the American League demonstrates a fine sidearm as he fires it back into the fat boy. Umpire Ed Rungi of the American League down the right field foul line. Umpire Tom Gorman of the National League down the left field foul line. And the men in blue, as always, right on top of every play. Whitey Ford with the two-strike pitch to Frillo. Strike three call. That's ball. So Whitey Ford gets his fourth strikeout, and then in the fourth inning, the Dodgers get on in order. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. At the end of three and a half innings of play, the score, Brooklyn won, and the New York Yankees won. A moment ago, we were talking about Hank Bauer and that great catch he made on Roy Campanella. During the regular season, uh, Hank hit 247, but uh, had 26 home runs. Hank is one of those heavy-bearded men who's got to have a clean, close shave, or he looks pretty bristly after a few hours. So how does he shave? With a Gillette Super Speed Razor, of course. One that's engineered to match his skin and beard. Now, there are three that do the trick for all men. The light Gillette Super Speed with minimum blade edge exposures for men with tender, easily irritated skin, and most younger men. The regular is for average skin and beard, and the heavy is for men who like the heft and feel of a heavier razor. No matter what combination of skin and beard you may have, one is positively guaranteed to give you quick shaves, good-looking, refreshing shaves. Your Gillette Super Speed Razor is convenient, changes blades in a flash, costs you just $1 with Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser and Compact Travel Case. Right now, you also get the official Encyclopedia of Baseball attached free. How's that for a deal? Yogi Berra will be the first batter in the last half of the fourth inning for the Yankees. Roger Craig on the mound for the Dodgers. Into his windup, and the pitch to Yogi is a bouncer. All the way back to the screen, ball one. Roger Craig got there working on the mound for the Dodgers. And pitching to Yogi, who bounced out second at first. His last time up. In the last half of the fourth inning, score tied at one run. The pitch to Yogi. Swung on. A high fly ball. Way up in the air. And back goes Charlie Neal, and he makes the grab. Yogi undercut that ball, popped it way out into short... Right field, and Charlie Neal drifted back and made the catch. That ball was hit very high. So the batter now is Enos Country Slaughter. Enos, uh, prior to today, had five hits and nine times at bat. He was hitting 556. He has flied to left field. The pitch coming. Fastball outside. Ball one. Slaughter moved into the number five spot today. Outfield shade to the right. Pitch by Craig. Curve. Blowing inside. Ball two. Two and nothing. Craig, in the three and a third innings he has pitched, has given up one run on two hits, a single by Mickey Mantle and a home run by Billy Martin. He has walked one batter. That was Gil McDougal, and he has struck out three. Carey, Ford, and Bauer. Pitch to Slaughter. Outside. Ball three. Three and nothing now to Country. Takes a look down to Frankie Grossetti coaching at third. Three and nothing. And the pitch to Country Slaughter is a fastball over for strike. 
So Craig comes back now with a three and one. Duke Snyder moves a few steps over to right center field. Deep in right field is Carl Fellow. Here's the 3-1 delivery. Swung on. Sliced foul upstairs to our left. And uh, apparently a fan up there caught it. And the great assemblage here congratulates them in the way that most baseball fans do with applause. So it's a full count. Three balls, two strikes. And on deck is Billy Martin. Roger Craig looks into Campanella. Checks his sign, rocks into motion. Here's the payoff pitch to Sauter. Swung on, lined down to the left center field. That ball going out there. Junior Gilliam breaking over. He scoops it up and he keeps Slaughter at first. Well, it shows you the advantage of a left fielder who's also a infielder. Well, Gilliam uh, moved over there very quickly, holding Slaughter to a single. Hit number three for the Yankees off Roger Craig. The hits are even, three apiece. Billy Martin is the batter. Billy had a home run in the second inning. Tied it up. Outfield, straight away. Gilliam's deep and left. Slaughter leads away. Hodges holds against him. The pitch to Martin. Swung on. A slow roller down the third baseline. Letting it roll foul is Jackie Robinson. And while we wait for Billy Martin to come back, we pause now. Ten seconds for station identification. WGMS, Bethesda, mutual station for the nation's capital, where you hear the Notre Dame football games every Saturday afternoon. This is Bob Neal with Bob Wolf here in Yankee Stadium in New York. And the Yankees are batting in the last half of the fourth inning with Enos Country Slaughter on at first base and Billy Martin the batter. And the count is one strike. Martin back in there now. Holds the bat right on the end. Billy in the regular season hit 269. Going into the day, was hitting 286 in the series. Craig nods his head, yes, takes his stretch, checks the runner, the pitch. Curve of too high. Ball one. One ball, one strike. Mickey Mantle is up on the top step of the Yankee dugout, leaning out, even though he is uh, not due to bat for uh, quite a few uh, positions, but he's watching very closely the actions of Roger Craig. One ball, one strike, one out. One on. As Slaughter leans away from first. Hodges holds against him. Check of the run of the pitch. A curve, low inside. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. So the Yankees, who are down two games and who have not been in that sort of a position before, are trying to do something about it. But the Dodgers are holding fast. Slaughter again. Leads away. There goes Slaughter. The pitch. A ground ball right back to Craig. He goes to second with his throw. Out at second. Throw to first. Double play. Craig going back to the shortstop. Pee Wee Reese. And it went one, six to three. And it gets Craig out of the inning. And for the Yankees in the fourth inning, no runs. One hit. No errors. And nobody left on base. And that is the third double play in the series for the Brooklyn Dodgers. And at the end of four full innings of play, the score is Brooklyn 1 and New York 1. Look sharp. Feel sharp. Be sharp. The only way to get a decent shave is Gillette. Is Gillette. Shave Gillette. 
In the top of the fifth inning, the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers will have Roy Campanella, Charlie Neal, and Roger Craig. So this uh, game today has not followed the pattern of the two previous games in that we have had only two runs scored in the first four innings. The pitch to Campanella, fastball low inside, ball one. If you recall in the first game, the Yankees got two runs in the first inning, and by the fourth inning they had three. Pitch by four, it is a curveball strike. In the first game, the Dodgers in the first four innings had rolled up six runs, their entire total in the game. 1-1 delivery. Campanella pulls the ball foul down the third baseline, and it's one ball, two strikes. In the second game, in the first four innings, the Yankees had a total of uh, seven runs. In the second game, in the first four innings, the Dodgers had a total of nine runs. So from the bombastic to the tightness of the pitching between these two youngsters today. That's the big swing. There's a swing and a line drive in the left center field. It's a base hit. Enos Slaughter cutting over. Mantle cutting over. Campanella started to make the turn. He holds it first. So Campanella is on with a single in the left center field. And that is only the third time. I shouldn't say that is only. It is the third time that the first man up in the inning for the Dodgers has been up and on. Robinson uh, walked in the second inning to open it. Roger Craig uh, single in third to open it. And here in the fifth inning, Campanella gets on with a single. The batter, Charlie Neal. A pitch to Neal. Swings. Now he checks his swing. And it's inside for a ball. Charlie started to go. Checked his swing. One ball count. Whitey Ford. Watching uh, Campanella does not lead too far away. Collins holds against him. There's a pitch and a swing and a foul back up on the screen. To our right, one ball, one strike. The Dodgers won and the Yankees won. And the Dodgers now hold the edge in hits. They have four. The Yankees have three. Charlie Neal wearing number 43, pumping that bat. Last time up, he popped out. Ford's ready. The pitch swings on a fastball. Misses for strike two. One ball, two strikes. One and two. As Ford, with nobody out, a runner at first, has to bear down. Ford checks Campanella. The offering is a curve outside. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Uh, Whitey Ford uh, does a little excavating out there, smooths out that mound just the way he wants it, and he's got it all squared away. He's back out there. He looks into Barra. Campanella being uh, held against by Joe Collins. The 2-2 pitch is swung out of miss. Strike three. Oh, Charlie Neal becomes the fifth strikeout victim for Whitey Ford. And it brings up Roger Craig. You know, Whitey uh, could conceivably get close to the 14 strikeouts, which uh, happened to be the record held by Carl Erskine. 
And uh, <laughs> we got that little fact out of the Encyclopedia Baseball. Here's the pitch coming. He tries to bunt it. He misses the throw. It's down to second. McDougal tags him, and he's out. Pitch was high. Craig missed it. And the throw by Yogi Berra down to Gil McDougal is in time to tag out Roy Campanella. Roy going from two to six. So Campanella's attempted theft of second is thwarted when Craig misses the bunt. And it's a one uh, ball count. Pitch was very high. Outfield straight away. Ford rocks into motion. Pitch to Craig. Swings a ground ball to the right side. Billy Martin moves to his left. He's got it. Fires over to Collins. And out is Roger Craig for the final out of the fifth inning. Play going four to three. And in the fifth inning for the Dodgers, no runs, one hit, no errors. And nobody left on as Campanella thrown out trying to steal second. So at the end of four and a half innings of play, the score is Brooklyn one, New York Yankees one. You know, there's a vast difference in these two parks, uh, Yankee Stadium being a little uh, bigger in uh, not only its physical layout, but in its stands. One of the really difficult places to play is in left field. You know, it's a tough target. It's only about 301 feet down the left field foul line, but it's uh, 415 of the left field bullpen. You get the picture when you check the field plan and the new best pocket official encyclopedia of baseball. This is a specially edited 320-page condensation of the big $5.95 volume, and you get it free with the purchase of a Gillette Super Speed Razor at the regular price. This handy book gives you diagrams of playing areas and seating plans of every Major League Park, World Series game results, Major League player rosters, leaders in all departments of hitting from 1876 on, summaries of all-star games, and a raft of other facts completely indexed so you can get right at them. To own this valuable book, buy the Gillette Super Speed Razor that's matched to your face for refreshing, clean shaves. You get the Razor, Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser, and Neat Travel Case for the regular price, $1, and the Encyclopedia of Baseball is attached absolutely free. We are ready to move into the last half of the fifth inning. Gil McDougall will lead off for the Yankees and uh, moving in to carry on in the second half of the World Series, my friend and associate, Bob Wolf. Thank you, Bob Neal. We're all set to go now. It's McDougal to walk in the second. Steps in the batter's box to face Roger Craig. First, there's a change of baseballs as Roy Campanella rubs up a new one before sending it back out to the mound. McDougal walked in the second. He'll lead off for the New York Yankees in this 1-1 ball game. So far, the Dodgers have four hits. The Yankees have three. And McDougal will be followed by Carey and the pitcher. All set to go. Craig looks and gets the sign. Here comes the pitch, and it's a curve wide of the plate for ball one. Ball one to Gil McDougal. Craig's next offering is swung on. There's a fly ball going to short right field. Neal is going back. Can't get it. Carrillo came in. He couldn't get it, and the ball fell in between. Gil McDougal. On with a fly ball, which went into short right in between Neal and Perillo. The second baseman was speeding back in the right fielder end. McDougal now has the fourth New York Yankee hit. Andy Carey comes up. He looked at a call strike three in the second. Andy Carey steps in with McDougal on first base with a leadoff single here in this home pit. 
At third, Jackie Robinson comes in a few feet, just barely off the infield grass. Over first base, Hodges right there at the back, keeping McDougal close. Now Craig ready. A stretch and the pause. And the pitch is swung on and missed. Strike one to Carey, who steps out to get a bit of dirt. It appeared that Carey might have had the intention that time of trying to hit toward right. The outfield is playing him deep and slightly around toward left. Snyder is playing deep, slightly toward left center. There's the pitch, and there's a foul. Just over our heads as we went off, putting up a hand for that one. Sail just about two feet or so above a clutching hand. We're out in the open here at Yankee Stadium and directly behind home plate. It's a good spot for catch and foul balls. But, boy, they really come back fast. Two strikes, the count to carry. They do on first. The pitch is high, a fastball. And it's now two strikes and ball one. Whitey Ford will be the next batter, but, of course, he's down the dugout with Hank Bauer occupying the on-deck circle. Breeze has died down somewhat. It's still coming from right toward left. The pitch swung on a miss. Andy Carey goes down on a strikeout. That's the second time that Craig has made Carey a strikeout victim. Looked at a called strike three in the second. And here a swing and a miss in the fifth. That brings up Whitey Ford, who also struck out on a called. Strike three in the second. So Craig, altogether now, has not four strikeout victims. Actually, three different men carry twice. Bauer was the other. Now Ford in there, chokes up on the bat. Here comes the pitch, and there's a ground ball going out to Neal. Over to Lee for one. Back to Hodges. Two. A double play. Side retired in the home pit with no runs. One hit. No errors, and nobody left. And the score, after five innings, Brooklyn won, the Yankees won. As you know, the property value of your home depends on the well-being of your neighborhood, on things like well-lighted streets, parks and playgrounds, and cleaning up slums. And what others are doing to protect their property, you can do. One group in Michigan launched Operation Bootstrap to wipe out slums, rehabilitate houses, a real estate board in Pennsylvania got 500 homes improved, 50 slums eliminated. Want to help keep your community sound? Get into ACTION. ACTION is a national organization designed to help you protect the well-being of your community. For free information on your problem, write to ACTION. A-C-T-I-O-N. Box 20, Radio City Station, New York 20, New York. In the top of the sixth of a 1-1 game, with each side having four hits and no errors, Jim Gilliam leads off against Whitey Ford. Gilliam is 0-2. Grab it out in the first, from third to first, hit into a quick double play in the third. Playing left field, and batting the leadoff slot, he'll be followed by Reese and Snyder. All four hits so far for the Brooklyn Dodgers have been singles. For the Yankees, there have been three singles and one homer, that by Billy Martin. Now down Gilliam, 
All set to face Whitey Ford, and the pitch is low and a curve for ball one. Ball one to Gilliam, race on deck. Mantle playing just slightly to the left. The pitch again dips low, and that's ball two. Two curveballs, both have come in below the knees. Starter playing not too deep and left. And Mantle playing a bit on the shallow side. Mickey has ample room to run here at Yankee Stadium. Bowers playing a fairly deep right for Gilliam. Here's Ford's pitch, and he gets the outside corner for a called strike. Two balls and a strike. That came in about letter high and just nicked the outside corner. Dusty Bogus calling him at the plate. Umpire certainly have been doing a fine job in the series. The pitch is right down the middle for a called strike two. That was a fastball just above the knees, and it's now two and two to Gilliam. Leading off here in the sixth inning of the ball game. Score is 1-1. All tied up. The pitch is fouled just up over the Yankee dugout. It was a hopper which skipped up and over. ball out in play as Ford has it at the mound. Count is two and two to Gilliam. In this, the top of the sixth. And there's a slow tripper going foul outside of third, rolling over toward the box seats. Third base coach Billy Herman picks it up. Goes over to the bat boy. After the uh, outburst of scoring yesterday in Ebbets Field, today has become a real pitching duel between Ford and Craig. And this is the type of game in which one run may mean the whole works. A foul back up above us in the top deck. Remains two and two to Gilliam. Gilliam is the only Dodger regular to hit 300 this season. He hit that target right in the nose. Oh, he's well respected for his prowess at the plate. Now Ford, ready once again. He throws up a wide assortment of curves and has a good fastball with it. Looks in to get the sign. Ready for the two and two pitch. Swung on. There's a ball going out to short right center. Back grips Martin under it. And the second baseman has it for the out. Billy Martin drifting back for that pop-up into short right center. Gilliam out number one. Billy moves back just about 20, uh, 15 to 20 feet on the grass there. And Pee Wee Reese, who has struck out and singled, comes up now for the third time to face Whitey Ford. Whitey starts the windup, and the left hand is first pitch, is swung on, there's a line drive to right center, Mantle is after it, can't get it, it's by Mantle, it's holding up to the 407 foot side, Mantle puts it up on the center path, fires to Martin, on the way to third base is Reese, and he beats Billy Martin's relay throw. A line triple to right center. Man a race for it, tried to get to it. It hit the ground and kept on going out 
to the signifier in front of the 407-foot mark in right center field. Martin went deep for the relay. Mantle through to Martin and a foot of third. Two late as Reese went into third with a three-bagger. Reese on third base and Duke Snyder comes up. Duke Snyder has struck out twice. The Yankees have their infield in. Here goes a high fly ball to deep center field. Mantle is going back. Makes the catch two feet from the cinder path. And in deep right center, here's Reese coming in to spell after the catch. And the Brooklyn Dodgers going front by a score of two to one. Duke Snyder with a tremendous fly ball about 400 feet or so away. Mantle went back, took a chance to put us off from the cinder path, almost in the same spot that he finally cut up to Reese's rolling ball. And for Snyder, it's a long sacrifice fly, with Reese scoring from third, and the Dodgers taking a 2-1 lead. The batter, Robinson. And the first pitcher caught strike. That was only the uh, second Yankee outfield put out. Here's the next pitch, and it's low. One and one to Jackie Robinson, who has walked and was caught at first base on a sensational play by Carey in the fourth inning. A great stop of the ground ball. Robbie sends a one-hopper to Carey. Here's the throw from near third over to first, and Robinson is out. So that retires the side in the top of the sixth with one run coming across the plate. One hit. There are no errors, and nobody left. And the score at the middle of the sixth inning, Brooklyn 2, the Yankees 1. Well, we've seen some great catches this afternoon. For example, that power catch off Campanella in the second inning. That's the way that Jimmy Pearsall of the Red Sox goes after him. He's got the speed, he's got the arm, he's a real ball hawk. And by the way, he's a solid booster for the heavy Gillette Super Speed Racer. It has greater blade edge exposure right up the alley for men who like the heft and feel of a heavier razor. There's also the light and the regular, the men with other requirements. One of these three razors is right for you, matched to your skin and beard, for good-looking clean shaves that give you a lift. And one-piece construction lets you change blades and rinse the razor clean in a flash. Now this is special. Today's Gillette Super Speed Razor comes with the best pocket official encyclopedia of baseball attached free. That's right, just $1 buys Razor and Gillette Blue Play Dispenser in a convenient travel case, and the book is yours at no extra cost. In the home sixth, Hank Bauer, Joe Collins, and Mickey Mantle will be the first three men up. To face Roger Craig, who is now working behind a two-to-one lead. Bauer has tried to right, and he struck out. There have been five hits for the Dodgers and four for New York. And the first pitch is over at the knees for a called strike to Hank Bauer. Mike Wonderbauer. Craig looks in, gets the sign from Campanella. The 
right hand. His next one is a curve swung on. There's a fly ball to short left. It's dropping for a base hit. Gilliam fields the ball, fires into second base, and Fowler is all with a single. One was dropped in his short left. That brings up Collins, who is fly to center and is grounded out. This is the second inning in a row that the Yankees have had the first man on with a hit. New York trailing to the Brooklyn Dodgers by a score of 2-1. As Collins comes up, Robinson comes in on the infield grass. Here comes the pitch, and Collins swings away, sends a fly ball to straightaway center. Snyder comes in about 15 feet, makes the catch, and Collins is out with Bauer holding it first. Mickey Mantle, and listen to the crowd. Dragged a bunt by Craig in the first inning for a base hit. Neal came in to field it, but Mantle got across the base. Fouled out last time up. He takes high. Ball one. With a man on base, Bauer at first base and one out. The Mantle ship is not on as it was earlier today. Robinson and Reese both on the left side this time. There's a pitch coming in high for ball two. With nobody aboard, we saw the Brooklyn infield stocked up with three men on the right side between first and second, but not now. They're playing for that possible double play. One out and one on, and the count to battle, ball two. The pitch... There's a high pop-up between first and second, close to the first base. Now it's just inside the line, and Hodges takes it. Hit way up in the air, it drifted over between first and second and gradually came to rest in Hodges' mid. Charlie Neal, who had started out for it between first and second, finally ended up just a few feet away from Gill as he made the catch. So Mantle is out on the pop-up to the first baseman. And Yogi Berra will be the next hitter. Here in Yankee Stadium, one thing that the fielders always have to be very cautious about are the swirling wind currents. And I'll tell you, that's one of the tricky phases of playing baseball here in the yard. Berra is 0 for 2. Here's the pitch, and it's a curve for a called strike. Craig is really breaking them off as is his opponent, Whitey Ford. Both men with fine curveballs. On first base is Bauer. They're two away in this home six. And the score is Brooklyn two and the Yankees one. A throw to first by Craig, and Bauer's back. Each side is five hits. The Dodgers lead 2-1. Bauer waits. The pitch is swung on and missed. That was a curve which broke down toward the plate. Barra gave it a big cut for strike two. Carl Ferrello is playing just barely on the edge of the cinder path in deep right. Snyder is over in right center, and Gilliam is pulled in a bit in left. Barra waiting. Here it comes. And there goes the ball, lined into right center field. Snyder after it, can't get it, takes it on the hop. 
throws to second base as Bauer keeps going around second and the third standing up. Hank Bauer moving from first to third. With two away, he was running, of course, the moment that that hit ball, Yogi Berra, is on first. And that was some good fielding by Duke Snyder. Who cut to his left quickly to play that ball on the hop out there. Here comes the old pro, Ina Slaughter, who is one for two. And Slaughter's coming up with the uh, Yankees trailing by a score of 2-1. And men on first and third and two away. So we're really seeing a tremendous battle this afternoon. One of these games that's just pressure laden. Because a break can send it away. Here's Slaughter stepping in. And we're all set. The pitch is over the inside corner for a caught strike, a curveball. Strike one to Enos Slaughter. Robinson with a left-handed batter is in just a bit. The next pitch is high, a fastball. And the count now is one and one. Slaughter was moved to the uh, number five spot for the Yankees today. He's been a big gun for New York so far in the series. Bauer on third, Bella on first. The pitch is wide. And the count now is two balls, strike one to Slaughter. Brooklyn two and the Yankees one. In the top of the sixth inning, after Reese had tripled the right center, Snyder, with a long sacrifice by the mantle, brought Reese across the plate to break a 1-1 tie. Campanella earlier had a RBI and a sacrifice fly. Martin is homeward for New York. Here it comes. And a curve misses on the inside. And Craig got down practically to his knees that time as he followed through in the windup, pounding his fist in his glove as if to implore that ball just to be over a little to the other side for a strike. But he missed it. Ball three, strike one. Slaughter waiting. Here it comes. And there goes a long fly ball to deep right field. Back goes Barillo. It's in the stands for a home run. as Zena Slaughter sent one into the seats and right for a three-run homer scoring Bauer, Vera, and himself and bringing up Martin. The Yankees lead 4-2. There's a fly ball hit out to straightaway center field by Martin. Snyder's waiting and he has it for the out. So the Snyder's retired in this home six with the total showing three runs, three hits. No errors, and nobody left. And the score after six innings, the scorer gets a big hand going to his post. The score, Yanks four, Brooklyn two. It's piggyback, Jack. Piggyback, Jill. Get Papermate's Pink and Sparry. Old Papermate has a new pen. There's none to compare. With the piggyback refill. You've always a spare. 
with two points. Two ink supplies. If you're student, policeman, or clerk, you can be sure with a paper mate. You'll always finish your work. No more aggravation. You won't tear out your hair. See the demonstration of the piggyback spare. And don't forget, the amazing piggyback refill fits all papermate pens. We pause now 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for all America. This is WGMS, Bethesda, where you hear gangbusters every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. The seventh inning, the batter Gil Hodges, and the first pitch comes in low for a ball. Yankees are leading 4-2 as Ina Slaughter, the old pro, moved to the number five spot because he's been so hot in the series, came through with a 3-1 homer. There's a pitch high. And the count now is ball two to Hodges, who is one for two. Ina Slaughter hit only two home runs for Kansas City. He was acquired by the New York Yankees. He had no homers this year for New York. This being his first and coming at a most opportune time for Yankee hopes. There's a foul back. And it's two balls and strike one to Hodges, who has an infield hit and has grounded out. There have been two home runs today. Slaughter's 3-1 homer and Martin's solo homer in the second. And so the home runs have accounted for all of the Yankee runs so far. The pitch to Hodges is a curve missing on the outside, and it's three ball strike one. In the first game of the series, home runs also accounted for all Yankee runs. Mantle's two-run homer and Martin's solo homer. However, the Dodgers took that one by a score of six to three. The pitch is wide, and Hodges draws a walk to lead off the seventh inning. Perillo comes up. He's slide to right, and he's struck out. Perillo comes up with Hodges on first, and the score, Yanks four, Dodges two. Nobody out in the top of the seventh. Ball game moving along very rapidly today. Here's Ford's pitch, and it's down the middle for a call strike, a fastball for knees. Rillo, out of the batter's box, now steps back in. He, too, has been a dangerous hitter here in Yankee Stadium. He sends a hopper, which is off Ford's glove, going between first and second. Across first base goes Perillo, and the way to third is Hodges, and there's no throw made as Hodges goes into third. That was a hard bounder that Perillo sent off Ford's glove as Whitey reached up about shoulder high, 
And Whitey deflected the ball as it rolled between first and second. While the infielders, Billy Martin in pursuit, along with Collins and Ford, Hodges just kept moving around second on the way to third without drawing the throw, although he slid in there. And Perillo across first base gets a base hit on the play. So the Dodgers now are threatening as Roy Campanella steps in. He sent a long sacrifice fly out to deep right center. Took a great catch by Bauer in front of the bullpen there to haul in the ball. And he singled left center last time up. Then on first and third, nobody out in the seventh. Here comes the pitch to Campanella, and it's wide, ball one. And this certainly is a cheering crowd this afternoon as they really whoop it up today. Pitch is fouled off to the right. And the count is one and one. It's the first time since the 52 Dodger Yankee series that the bleachers were sold out. They were sold out at noon. And according to the estimate, more than 70,000 are jammed in for this afternoon's game. Here comes the pitch, and it comes in low. Two balls, strike one to Campanella. Dave Pinelli, the second base umpire, spears a piece of paper, which had blown out on the infield. Now we're set to resume with the play. Campanella waiting, two balls and a strike. Men on first and third. Here's Ford's pitch, and it's wide of the plate of all three. A groan goes up from some of the Yankee fans jammed in. And Vera goes out halfway to the mound. He's still going out very slowly. Billy Martin is also going over to speak to Ford. And Vera's now out there. So the three having a bit of a confab in this tense situation here in the seventh inning. Vera coming back. Martin's still standing there with the left-hander. Enos Slaughter propelled a home run into the lower seats and right, a three-run homer, to move the Yankees back in front by a score of 4-2. However, the Dodgers are now threatening in the seventh with Hodges on third, Perillo on first. Campanella at the plate with a ball three, strike one count. Here's the pitch, and it's over for a called strike. It was a curveball for knees in the outside corner. That's a tough pitch to go for. Ford didn't hesitate in coming in there with the curve that time, and he got it over. So that runs it to three and two. The stretch and the balls by Whitey. Here comes the pitch. And there goes a high fly ball out to short left. McDougal is drifting back into left field for it. He makes the catch just outside the left field line. Runners hold up on the play. There was no chance for anybody to make a break that time. Charlie Neal steps in. He is 0 for 2. He's fouled out and he's struck out. Hodges and Perillo at third and first, respectively. Barra again has gone out to speak to Ford just briefly. McDougall shouts a few words over to his second baseman, Billy Martin. As they get set up now for the possible double play, playing halfway 
with one out and then on first and third. And Neal, batting eighth, playing second base in the batter's box waiting. Ford throws over to first. And Perillo is back to the bag. Slaughter playing fairly deep in left. Mantle in just a bit in center. Bauer is playing a straightaway right for Neal. Infield double play depth with Collins keeping the man close at first. Here's the pitch. And there goes a ground ball to the third baseman. Carey bobbles the ball. Picks it up. Goes home. Too late. Hodges scores. an error for Andy Carey. It was a ground ball. The third baseman came in, bobbled it, picked it up, threw home. Hodges slid and beat the throw. Perillo moving into second on the play. And Neal on first base. That makes it. Yanks four, Dodges three. The error is the first of the afternoon. we're getting a pinch hitter as the Brooklyn Dodgers decide to go for more runs here. Coming up to the plate now is Randy Jackson who will bat for Craig. Randy Jackson coming up to bat for Craig. He's had one at bat in the series with no hits. Right-handed batter. Comes up with men on first and second. And looks at a called strike as one breaks up the knees. Jackson has Bogus, the plate umpire, to look at the ball. And it's thrown out of play. Score of the ball game. Yanks four, Brooklyn three. This is the top of the seventh. There was no RBI as that run came in from third on the arrow. On second base is Carrillo. On first base is Neal. One out. That was Campanella's foul out to McDougal just across the left field line and about 60 feet or so behind third. Here's the pitch to Jackson. He swings and misses. Off strike two. Randy steps out of the batter's box, and Yogi Berra looks in for the moment toward the Yankee dugout. Now squats and gives the sign to Whitey Ford. Willow leads off second, Neal off first. Here's the pitch, and it's high and wide at the plate. Two strikes, ball one to Jackson. Slaughter playing him deep and left. Here it comes, they foul back to the screen. Count remains, two strikes and a ball. Two strikes, ball one to Andy Jackson. Now Ford ready once again. The pitch. Inside and low. Two and two. 
both men, that Whitey Ford have walked this afternoon, have come in to score. Robinson in the second, and Hodges, who made it around here in the top of the seventh. Two and two, the count to Jackson. Two on, one out. The pitch, there's a foul off to the right, going out of play. Robinson scored in the second after a walk, an infield hit, going to third after a tag-up, and scoring on Campanello's sacrifice fly. In the sixth, Reese, triple the right center, scored on Snyder's long sacrifice fly. And here in the seventh inning, a walk. Carrillo's infield hit off Ford's glove. Moving Hodges, who had walked to third. And after Campanella had fouled out to McDougal, Neal sent one out to Andy Carey, was juggled and dropped by the third baseman, who picked it up through home, but too late to get Hodges. And so the score, Yankees four and Brooklyn three. With Randy Jackson there now, pinch hitting for Craig with a count of two and two. Ford with a stretch and a pause. And the pitch. There goes a fly ball to left center. Slaughter, waiting under it, makes the catch. And Jackson is out number two. That brings up Gilliam, who is 0 for 3. He's grounded out, hit into a double play, and has popped up. This is one of those games that can go either way. And now that we're in the seventh inning, the tension continues to mount. The Dodgers, should they take this one, will certainly be close to being in command of the situation, although anything can happen. And for the Yankees, it's almost a must game. Now they're clinging to a 1-1 margin at the moment. 4-3. The Dodgers threatening with two on. And two away. Runners, Ferrillo and Neal. The batter, Gilliam. Batting up there right-handed. And the pitch comes in low. It was a nice stop by Yogi Berra. He had to really get down quickly to prevent that ball from skipping on through. So it's ball one. Started out as a sunny afternoon. It's... A bit now on the overcast side. However, mighty pleasant for baseball. Wind, however, swirling around from time to time. A few papers come uh, across the field. Time is called just for the moment. Now we're set. Here comes the pitch. And Gilliam looks at a curve as it breaks over for a called strike. And the count is one and one to Jim Gilliam. Rotting in the leadoff spot, playing left field today. Ford looks in, gets the side from Barra. The outfield is slightly toward left. Here's the pitch. It's swung on. There's a ground ball, which is taken by McDougal. He touches second base for the force out on Neal. Good play by McDougal, who cut toward the bag, took the ball just a foot or so away, and made the force out at second. So that takes care of activities here on this top of the seventh inning. With the total showing, one run, one hit, one error, and two left. And the score after the middle of the seventh inning, the Yankees four, the Dodgers three. Well, today the starters were going strong. Well, there's a new pitcher coming in now. Yesterday, of course, we saw a host of pitchers coming in from the bullpen. Casey Stengel was really busy. You know, I bet Casey would like to have a starter like Bill Deneen, who pitched for the Yankees 50 years ago. 
He once went 337 straight innings without relief. That's in the section on best lifetime marks in the best pocket edition of the official encyclopedia of baseball. This handy digest contains the cream of the big $5.95 volume, and you get it free when you buy a Gillette Super Speed Razor. This compact 320-page book is packed with Major League rosters, nicknames, lifetime records, how they bat and throw, the Hall of Fame, scores, highlights, and rosters of all series games, park diagrams, seating plans, and playing areas, all-star game results, and a host of other facts fully indexed for quick reference. To get this great book absolutely free, buy a Gillette Super Speed Razor for the regular price. Yes, buy that Gillette Super Speed Razor set for the regular price, $1. The Encyclopedia of Baseball comes attached as a World Series special. Doesn't cost you a penny extra. Now on the mound. As we move into this home seventh, Labine, a right-hander, takes over. Roger Craig pitched the first six. And the batter, McDougal. First pitch is over for a called strike. Craig, in his six innings, gave up seven hits, four strikeouts, one walk, four runs. Here's the next pitch, and it's wide, and the count is one and one. Craig, incidentally, went six innings last year. One and one to Gil McDougal, who has walked and has single to right. There goes a long fly going foul. Up in the upper deck, outside the left field line. Two strikes and a ball. Two strikes. Ball one. Clem Levine on the mound. Levine, right-hander, starts the windup. Delivers a curve, and he's too high with it. And the count is now two and two. Score, Yanks four, Brooklyn Dodgers three. Yankees, four runs have been on homers. A curve is fouled back, and it bounded off Dusty Bogus's foot, or so it appeared as he quickly raised that right leg. Two and two. Levine is one of the top relievers in the business, his fans insist he's the best. And he worked 47 games in 54, and 60 more games in 55, and 62 games this past year. 169 games in three seasons. Two and two the count. There's a slow grinder. Reese comes in, comes up with it, throws to first, and McDougal is out. Andy Carey, who has looked at a called strike three and has gone down swinging, will step in to face Levine here in the home seventh with one out in a 4-3 game with New York in front. Levine has an excellent sinker ball pitch, which 
forces rivals to hit into the ground. 30 years old. The pitch to carry is swung on a miss. That was a fastball in the outside corner, just about belt high. Strike one to Andy Carey. Right-hander starts the windup, delivers, and he's wide. One and one. One and one, one out on the home seventh. Outfield is playing slightly over toward left. Carey crouches, swings and misses. And it's two strikes and a ball. Carey steps out now to get a bit of dirt. He'll be 25 years old later this month. Comes from California. Now back in and waiting, swinging the bat. Levine delivers, and there's a foul off to the right, going out of play. Levine comes from Rhode Island. He appeared in four of the seven series games in 1955. And he saved number five for Craig in the last three innings. Here it comes. A curve breaks over as Carey looks at it for strike three. The Pine really made that one twist around, and Carey took it. So it's a strikeout. the third time that Carey has gone out on strikeouts. Actually, it's four strikeouts in a row for Andy, including the last time up on the opener. He didn't bat yesterday. Whitey Ford now steps in. He is 0 for 2. Two outs in the home seventh. And the first pitch is wide for a ball. Gilliam has moved in in a rather shallow left for Ford. Ball won the count. The next one is on the inside corner for a called strike. Levine with a fastball that time. Little rosin for the right-hander. On the count, one and one. Two away, the home seventh. New York leads Brooklyn, 4-3. Levine delivers, and Whitey swings and misses. Two strikes in the ball. Whitey's choked up on that bat. Whitey paid us a compliment after the first game. He said he enjoyed the broadcast. However, he added, he didn't enjoy the opportunity to hear it. He heard it while he was getting dressed after having departed early. Two strikes and a ball. And there's a curve for a call, strike three. As Levine delivered that one on the outside corner, and the side is retired. In the home seventh, no runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And the score after seven innings, Yanks four, Dodgers three. Look sharp, feel sharp, keep sharp and listen, mister, how are you fixed for playing? Do you have plenty? How are you fixed for playing? You better check. Please make sure you have enough, cause a worn out blade makes shaving mighty tough. How are you fixed for blades? You better look. Gillette Blue Blades we need. Here now the eighth inning. In a real close ball game this afternoon. 
A big blow for the New York Yankees has been the three-run homer by Enos Slaughter. This is Slaughter's third home run in a World Series. In 1942, he hit his first. 1946, his second. And here is third in 1956. These facts and many, many more can be found in the official encyclopedia of baseball. We pause now 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for all America. This is WGMS AM Bethesda, the station that brings you Walter Winchell every Sunday evening at 6 o'clock in WGMS FM Washington. This is Bob Wolf with Bob Neal. The batter, Pee Wee Reese. The eighth inning starts. And the first pitch from Ford is a called strike one. Reese triple his last time up to right center. And he came in to score on Snyder's sacrifice fly. Strike one, the count to Reese. Here's Ford's next pitch, and there's a ground ball going out to shortstop McDougal. The throw from Gill over to first, and Reese is out. McDougal to Collins. One out on the top of the eighth inning, the batter is Snyder, who struck out twice his first two times up, then sent a long sacrifice fly to Mickey Mantle, way out there in the deep right center, just slightly on this side of the cinder path. So the Duke steps in. Yankees are leading 4-3. Here comes the first pitch, and it's over for a called strike at the knees. Strike one, the count to Snyder. He followed by Jackie Robinson. Snyder batting third in the lineup. Four delivers a fastball. Snyder misses, and it's strike two. Both teams scored in the second, a run apiece. Then the Dodgers scored in the uh, sixth inning as Reese scored on Snyder's sacrifice fly to go in front, 2-1. But the Yankees came back on Slaughter's 3-1 homer to lead 4-2, and the Dodgers scored to make it 4-3. There's a strike called, and Snyder's out. Ford... Got Snyder with a called strike three by out number two in the eighth. The Duke has fanned five of his last six trips. As Yankee pitchers certainly bear down on him. And here's Robinson coming up with two outs on the top of the eighth. Yankees leading 4-3. Robinson the batter, two away. The pitch is wide for ball one to Robinson. Robinson in the second walk. And eventually came around to score an infield hit. And a tag up after a fly and on Campanello's sacrifice fly. Ball won the count to Jackie Robinson. Ford starts the windup. Here comes the pitch. And a curve is over for a called strike. Whitey is really getting that control this afternoon. Ironically, the only two that he's walked eventually came into score. One and one. And a curve is too close. Jackie stepped into that one and then checked his bat. And it's ball two and strike one. Two out on the top of the state. And a real fine finger today. Ford delivers. And it comes in low for ball three. 
here's a fellow that the Yankees do not want to get on base because he can really cause a lot of trouble with his dancing antics and his great base running ability. And of course, if Robinson gets on, that brings up Gil Hodges. Sign now from Berra. Three balls and a strike. Ford's pitch. Swung on a miss. Three and two. Ford is keeping that ball low and on the inside to Robinson. The Dodgers have hit only six balls to the outfield, including hits today. Ready for the three and two pitch. Delivered. And there's a foul right in front of us coming up here toward our radio booth. remains three and two. New ball goes out to Whitey Ford on the mound. Steps back off the mound, rubbing it up. Now decides to go for a little rosin. The Yankees runs today have been scored by Martin with a homer and Sporta with a three-run homer in the sixth. Ready for the three and two pitch. Swung on as a high foul and it's going out of play off to the left. Lands up in the upper deck. Three and two to Jackie Robinson. Robinson, his first time up in the series, swatted a home run. Now Jackie digs him, looks out to the mound. Ready for the three and two pitch. Here it comes. And there's a ground foul off to the left outside the third baseline. Get back off the low barrier in front of the box seats. Over to the third base coach, Billy Martin. Billy Herman, who throws out a play. So it remains three and two to Jackie Robinson. The outfield is pulled around toward left. And here comes the pitch. There's a line drive going into left field for a base hit. Slaughter comes in, takes it on the hop, and Robinson is on first base. Gil Hodges, who's been Mr. Big for the Brooklyn Dodgers, steps in. He is an infield hit. Has grounded up, and he walked the latest score in the top of the seventh. Hodges steps in with two outs. Robinson on first base, and the Yankees punching a 4-3 lead. Hodges, a right-handed batter, waits. Here's the pitch, and there goes a fly ball to center field where Mantle is waiting. And has it. Side retired. Here in the top of the safe inning, with a total showing no runs, a hit, no errors, and a man left. And the score, the middle of the eighth inning, remains New York 4, Brooklyn 3. Well, so far this afternoon, the Yankees haven't had to call on Bill Scowron for any pinch hitting, but they know they've got a tremendous man available if the emergency arises. They can really hit him. Would you like to hear the moose himself tell how he hits him? Here he is in a recorded interview with Mel Allen. Where do you get your power from, Bill? I take a long stride, Mel, a free swing, and depend on plenty of whipping wrist action to get the distance. And how do you wade into that beard of yours? With a Gillette razor, of course. That's the only way I know how to get a clean shave. Bill says it for a lot of men. 
clean shaves. Easy, refreshing shaves are guaranteed when you use the Gillette Super Speed Razor that's matched to your skin and beard. There's one light, regular, or heavy with the precise blade edge exposure, edge angle, and weight for you. And one-piece construction ensures fast blade changing, instant cleaning. One dollar gets you the Gillette Super Speed Razor, Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser, and Travel Case. The 320-page pocket edition of the official encyclopedia of baseball is attached free. Hank Bauer leaves off, swings at the first pitch. There's a fly ball going to short left center. Slate is coming in, makes a one-headed catch. Snyder... Broke rather slowly on that one. Apparently with these wind currents up there, he wanted to give it a good sighting. He came in and then really sped in and finally reached out and made a one-handed catch in short left center field. Bauer is off. The paid attendance, 73,977. Collins the batter and the pitch is low for a ball. All one to Collins. This is the home eighth with the Yankees at bat. And the Yankees leading by a score of 4-3. to 73,977 paid. Collins sends a ground ball. Neal moves to his left, comes up with a throws to first wide throw. It goes by Hodges, backed up by Campanella. Collins is on first. Neal moved to his left in the hole between first and second, made a clean play in the ball, but his throw was wide past Hodges for an error. Campanella backed up near home, and Collins is on first on Neal's error. Here's Mickey Mantle. And the pitch is fouled back for strike one. That's the first Dodger era of the series. Mantle has a bunt hit. He's fouled out and he's popped up. Collins on first. One away. There's a called strike as Levine delivers at the knees to Mantle for strike two. Two strikes to count to Mickey Mantle. Collins on first. One away and there's home eight. Clem Levine is on the mound. The pitch, a curve, it popped up. Neal, the second baseman, waiting for it, and has it. So Mantle is out. At number two, and that brings up dangerous Yogi Berra, who has one for three this afternoon. Berra said a series mark by playing in his 39th game as a catcher on opening day and he's been adding to that since Barra in and waiting and he fouls the first one back to find a host of records about Barra and the other great stars of our national pastime in the official encyclopedia of baseball 
strike one to Barrow. With Collins on first base and two away. The stretch and the pause by Labine. Here's the pitch. A curve, a beauty for a called strike two. Up to this point, only two Yankees have been left on base, and none since the second inning. Collins is there now with two away, and Vera with a count of two strikes. Score, 4-3, Yankees lead. Here's Levine's pitch, and Vera sends a fly ball going out to left, curving, and it curves foul into the seats. Vera kept the bat right with him as he went jogging down a first to see whether or not that ball would or would not stay in fair territory. Gets a little dirt now, and now grips the bat. Still outside the batter's box. Now steps back in. Here comes the pitch, and there's a ground foul outside of first, going up against the low barrier screen, and Bill Dickey, the first base coach, jogs over to put the ball to the bat boy. Coaching at first, and Frankie Crosetti coaching at third. It's getting darker here as the afternoon progresses. A little on the cloudy, overcast side now. Two strikes to Yogi Berra. A look toward first, toward Collins. Then the pitch occurs. And again it's fouled outside of first, heading over toward the box seats. Thus far in the ball game. There have been seven hits apiece, and each side has committed an error. Two strikes to Yogi Berra. The outfield is pulled far around for him. The Vines pitch is swung on. There's a line drive to right center. Snyder is going for it. Can't get it. It hits up against the scoreboard, and right center field, Perillo finally feels the ball. Collins is around third. He scores. Sarah's in at second. There was a rifle shot by Yogi Berra which hit in right center, bumped up against the low scoreboard there. Starts at the ground. Ina Slaughter is being given an intentional walk. Listen to that crowd. Yogi Berres, two-bagger at to right center field, which scored Collins, has given the New Yorkers a 5-3 edge in the ball game. Ina Slaughter... Drawing an intentional walk. Ball three has just come in wide. And there's ball four. Water. Today is fly out. He's single. Had a three-run homer. And an intentional walk. His three-run homer propelled the New York Yankees into the lead. 4-2 at the time. The Dodgers made it 4-3. And the Yankees have made it 5-3 with Ferris. Two base hit, driving in Collins. And with Farrah on second and Slaughter on first, Billy Martin, who is one for three, that being a homer, steps in. Two out. Here's the pitch. 
And there's a fly ball to left center field. Going for it is Gilliam. And he has it. Side retired here in this home eight. Total showing. One run. There was one hit. One error. And two left. And the score after eight innings of play. The Yankees five. The Dodgers three. Do you, do you want, do you really want a decent shave? Do you really want a decent shave? Then shave to let, shave to let, with the blade and the razor by to let, shave to let. Today's crowd is the largest to see a series game here since 1947. Carl Perillo will lead off in the ninth. The ninth inning and Carl Perillo against Whitey Ford as the Yankees lead. Five to three. Perillo has one for three. He had a hopper which was off Ford's glove for a base hit his last time up. Ford taking his wall-up tosses prior to the start of the ninth. The ball's whipped around the infield now. Carey flips it back to the left-hander. And we're all set to start the ninth. steps in. And here's Ford's pitch. It's ball one. Ball one to Carl Perillo. The Dodgers, two runs down. The Yankees lead five to three. Left-hander delivers, and a curve is over for a called strike. It's one and one to Carl Perillo with Campanella on deck. Outfield is playing Carl almost straight away. Steps out for just a moment. Now back in and waiting. One and one the count. Here comes the pitch. And there goes a fly ball to deep right center. Mantle is going far back. So is Bauer. It is up against the wall and one hop. Fueled by Bauer. Around second goes Carrillo. He's on the way to third. There's Barton's throw. He dives. He is out. Andy Perry made the tag as Martin unleashed a brilliant throw. On the relay, and Perillo is out. set and the crowd electrified on that defensive play by the New York Yankees as Perillo is out attempting to stretch it to three. The batter Campanella and the first pitch is fouled back. Strike one to Campanella.
Here comes the next pitch to Roy. He swings and misses for strike two. That was a tremendous play. Went from Bauer to Martin to Carey. Getting Perillo. Get credit for a double, but he was out trying to stretch it. Here's the next pitch to Roy, and it comes in low. Two strikes and a ball. This is the ninth inning. One out on the top of the ninth. And the score, 5-3 with the Yankees leading up the Brooklyn Dodgers. The next pitch to Campanella is over for a called strike, and Campanella is out. Campanella out on a strikeout. After the last man is out, be sure to stand by for Bill Corum's summary and highlights of today's game. But of the really great students of baseball, Bill brings you the story of the day's play in his own wonderful way. Here's Charlie Neal stepping in. 0 for 3. The pitch is over for a called strike. On the outside corner, just about at the knees, a curveball from Whitey Ford. The next pitch is swung on. There's a ground ball just inside third to carry. Here's a throw to first. There's the ball game. In the ninth inning, there were no runs, one hit, no errors, and nobody left. The final score, New York, five runs, eight hits, one error. Brooklyn, three runs, eight hits, one error. In just a moment, Bill Corum will review the highlights of today's game for you. Girls, if they played off for a World Series winner among permanent waves... You can bet it would be Bobby, new Bobby, the special permanent for casual hairstyles. The only permanent with special casual pin curlers, specially designed to give softer waves than rod curlers, yet stronger waves than metal pins. Bobby's casual pin curlers are shaped to hold tight, curved to feel right, sized for ease beyond compare, made of plastic to protect your hair, colored pink so they're pretty to wear. Only Bobby's got them. And Bobby's the easiest of permanents. No separate neutralizer. Bobby's casual pin curlers, breeze fresh lotion. That's all you need for casual curls, soft right away, yet strong casual curls in to stay. Remember, for your casual hairstyle, pick the winner. New Bobby, the pin curl permanent, with special casual pin curlers. Good afternoon, folks. This one was a little bit different here in the Yankee Stadium this afternoon, where first in sunshine and then with some crowds, one of the biggest World Series crowds in history turned out to see the Yankees come from where their backs were to the wall in the series to take the third game by a score of 5-3, to three, the hits being even 8-8, eight and eight, as you know, and one error apiece for each team, and put themselves right back into this series, of course. They'll be on their home grounds for the next two days. They can't win it without going back to Ebbets Field, which they don't seem to like so well, but they hope to be able to take two more here, reverse what happened in last year's series, and swing the series over the river again. Of course, the heroes today were Whitey Ford, fellow pitching with uh, only two days rest, the best earned run average of the past season, a whale of a pitcher, little toe-headed fellow, stubby, stalwart, and very game from Glen Cove, Long Island, and uh, used to pitch in the sandlots around here in New York. 
and has been a star ever since he joined the Yankees. He pitched a terrific game, although the Dodgers' bats were not silenced by any means, and they were booming away to the finish, even when Carl Perillo hit a prodigious double in the ninth inning, and then very foolishly, I thought, uh, tried to take third base. You see no reason to do that, uh, after all, when you're two runs behind. Had it been just as it was a little earlier, after a gentleman named Enos Bradshaw Slaughter ripped one into the lower left field seats to score three runs, and uh, with the Yankees only one ahead, you might have said that Perillo should have taken that chance. Now coming back to Mr. Slaughter, the number two hero, the number one hero uh, offensively with uh, Ford, the, the defensive hero, he's only a scant 40 years old, and of course, uh, baseball is a game of youth. Uh, just the other day in the first game when he was batting against a man named Magley, there were 79 years represented between the pitcher and the batter. And Mr. Slaughter, while he is not exactly a St. Louisan by birth, a North Carolinian, in fact, is uh, a kind of a, a St. Louisan and Missourian by uh, his baseball career, those brilliant years that he spent with the uh, rampaging Redbirds in St. Louis of Eddie Dyer and uh, good old Gabby Street and the great mutual man and all the stars Bikin that we knew with those clubs. And it was another St. Louis fella who added the rest of the power or most of the rest of the power for the Yankees today as those two have on the whole through the series. And that's the boy from the hill, the great catcher of the Yanks, Yogi Berra, who uh, really tied it up, uh, settled it in the, uh, didn't tie it up, but really settled it uh, in the, uh, let me see now, the, uh, I have to look back at my scorecard and find out in the eighth inning. Uh, I had it turned the wrong way, and these are folded in the eighth inning. Anyhow, of course, Yogi hit the grand slammer over in Brooklyn, and he's been pounding that ball, and Slaughter is just something out of the world for his years. Now, uh, tomorrow, uh, Tom Sturdivant, the big right-hander of the Yanks, will pitch for them. He's from down in Oklahoma City, where the girls are pretty, as they are everywhere, aren't they? And certainly we're here today in this colorful crowd, and it's my feeling that Carl Erskine will pitch against him, and he's from uh, Anderson, Indiana, a star in previous World Series for the Dodgers. Not too hot this year, but still a great pitcher, a smart one, and a game one. And this World Series is far, far from over. This also was far, far the best game of the series, and no horror by any means, uh, such as we saw in Brooklyn yesterday. Now, this broadcast is authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience and any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the Commissioner is prohibited. And tomorrow, be sure to tune in for the fourth game of the World Series. It'll be on the air at 1.45 Eastern Daylight Time, an hour later than today. This is Mutual. I'm sorry. Our thanks to our engineers, Giff Camel and Eddie King, our statisticians, Francis Olo and Herb Heff, and our producer, Tony Jordan. This, is, this program was directed by Tony... How do I pronounce it? Huh? Dorian. Well, it's written in pen and ink, and I couldn't see it very good. And <clears throat> this is Mutual, the radio network for all America. This is WGMS AM, Bethesda, the station that brings you Walter Winchell every Sunday evening at 6 o'clock and WGMS FM, Washington.
Well, now you're at bat, and East West Motors delivers the pitch on a new 56 Chrysler or Plymouth that will make a home run hit with you. You can't miss, because it's the annual cleanup sale at East West Motors. Call Juniper 51333 for the winning deal on a 56 Chrysler or Plymouth now at the lowest price ever from East West Motors, 1100 East West Highway, Silver Springs' biggest Chrysler Plymouth dealer. Charlie Dresden and yours truly, Rex Barney. Brought to you by Viceroy, the cigarette with 20,000 fillers in every tip for that smooth, smooth taste. The smoothness of rich, mellow tobacco, which makes Viceroy the winner in big league smoking. Now for highlights of the game with some of the finer points, here's Viceroy's baseball expert and manager of the Washington Senators, Charlie Dresden. Good afternoon, fans. Well, Charlie, uh, your old club, the club you coached for, uh, really came back strong today. Well, Rex, this was a real World Series game. Uh, after looking at yesterday's game and uh, the base on balls and seeing some of the plays they made today, Andy Carey making a couple of nice plays and Pee uh, Wee Reese and uh, also the, the hitting of the Yankees and uh, the Dodgers, too. This was a, a real uh, World Series game. There was some important plays in it. it could be, uh, one play could have turned the game any time for either club. You know, Charlie, you and I were talking during the game. Uh, Whitey Ford, as you put it, uh, really looked like a different pitcher today. Well, he went out with a lot uh, more confidence. It looked like to me, he wanted, when he was warming up, he was taking it nice and easy. But when I seen Stark throwing, he had thrown a lot of sliders, and he was trying to pitch the spots. Uh, he looked like a different pitcher than he did over in Ebbets Field to me. Well, Whitey won the first game, and, of course, with the rain helping, he, he could have made history today. He lost the first game and won the third game, which is quite a feat in baseball, but, the, of course, the rained-out game really did help him. You know, another strange thing is about the uh, hitting department. How about the hits in the, that we were talking about in the first, second, and third game? Yeah, if everybody had picked this, this would be 101 shot. 9-9 and nine in the first game, 12-12, and 12 and 8-8. Eight and eight. And, uh, of course, the, the walks is the difference in the, in the game over in Brooklyn yesterday. So, uh, I'd say this is pretty, they're pretty even match in hitting, but, uh, there's, and there's still a lot of power there. And you can see the difference in, in a pitcher uh, that has uh, Snyder hitting at those curves, a good left-hander. And uh, he did get a hold of one ball to drive in uh, that one run after P.V. Reese triple. And, uh, but it sure makes a difference to Duke when you got a good left-hander who's got that curve working. It sure does. And uh, there was uh, the, the old fellas that are on both clubs are really showing up in this series. And you know, another old fellow this year that had a great year, once again, uh, not an old fellow, but a veteran in baseball, Billy Goodman of the Boston Red Sox. You know, Charlie, uh, Goodman is another ball player who has switched over to Viceroy. These athletes are mighty fussy about their cigarette brand, and like the rest of us, like thoughtful people everywhere, they pick the cigarette with most filters for the smoothest taste. Believe me, when you find big leaguers like Mickey Mantle and Billy Goodman and golfing stars like Dr. Kerry Middlecoff smoking the same brand, that's some recommendation for Viceroy. Fans, are you one of the thousands of men and women who are about to change to a filter cigarette? Well, the time to change is now, and the filter cigarette to choose is Viceroy. There's a good reason. Only Viceroy has 20,000 fillers in every tip. Twice as many fillers as the two other largest-selling filler brands for that smooth, smooth taste. The smoothness of rich, mellow tobaccos, which make Viceroy the winner in big league smoking. So don't wait another day. Change now to Viceroy for smoother taste, insured by 20,000 fillers. 
Yesterday, today, tomorrow, thousands of people every day are changing to filter cigarettes. Make your decision now. Change to Viceroy. Well, Charlie, getting back to those veterans, uh, before we do, there's only one rookie that's played in this series, and that was Charlie Neal. And uh, he did make an error in the eighth inning. It was rather costly after the double by Yogi Berra allowed uh, Joe Collins to score. But the old fellows that we've uh, noticed, the old fellows we say in terms of baseball, Yogi Berra, Pee Lee, Duke Snyder, Gil Hodges, and the two oldest in points of service, each club has a real old veteran, cast off by many ball clubs, Sal Magley, uh, the pitcher of the Dodgers, who won the first day by a score of 6-3, to three, giving up uh, nine hits to the Yankees. And, of course, Eno Slaughter, the old warhorse, who hit the big home run today to put the Yankees out in front to stay. And, incidentally, Slaughter leads the series in numbers of hits with seven. Charlie, uh, what about some of these old professionals? Well, uh, we talked about Magley the other day, and it's, uh, it was great to see him pitch. Today, uh, Slaughter... Uh, I understand it's been reported that uh, they haven't voted on his share in the World Series. And uh, I think after today's performance, you'll find out that he'll probably get a full share. In fact, he, he should get it from the ticket man because this is, is assured now that they're going to play the fifth game, whereby they don't have to return any tickets, you know. The Yankees don't have to return any. And that's for sure. You know, today there was 73,977 in Yankee Stadium, uh, the second largest crowd ever to attend a baseball game uh, in New York. And in 1947, when you were coaching uh, with the Yankees and I was playing with the Dodgers, we had the biggest crowd in this town, so we've got something to be proud of. Uh, Charlie, another thing I'd like to ask you about, uh, Mickey Mantle seems to be having a little trouble. Uh, he has one home run. Of course, that came in the first game and went for naught as far as the Dodgers were concerned. Any uh, reason that you can uh, think of that you've seen or could figure out? Well, I think they had the ball in a good spot today because uh, he, he timed the balls all right, but he was just a little bit off-center, hit underneath him, and the balls went straight up in the air. And I do think they, they pitched to him pretty good today. Of course, the other times over there uh, in the, the game yesterday and the day before, they walked him a lot, and he hit that one ball over the fence. But today's pitching, they, they, they pitched real good to him, and they've admitted they'd rather pitch to him, uh, much rather pitch to him than would Barra. You know, Charlie, I saw something in the game today that if I did it uh, pitching for you or anyone else, uh, we might get fined and have to run around the park a few more times the next day. Uh, in the third inning, with one out and uh, Bauer on at first base, and the count was no balls and two strikes against Barra, uh, you know where he hit the next pitch for a uh, double, and he gets Bauer all the way around, and, uh, for a single, rather, and then uh, Mr. Slaughter comes up and hits the uh, home run on the three-and-one pitch. That 0-2 pitch at times can give managers a little trouble and pitchers. Yes, it can, Rex. Uh, of course, the most trouble you run into, i found, as a manager, is that when well, you're pitching balls like they pitched him today. Now, they pitch bear a lot of curves. I watched him the first time up all curves and kept curving him and curving him. And uh, generally, where the pitcher runs in trouble, you throw curves and you say, well, I want to throw one pass him, and I want to try to get a low outside or high inside, and they generally get it over and they crack it. But in this case, it was a curve. He just looked like they're going to make him hit a curve, and he did. Well, Charlie, before we run down the final box score on today's game, let me ask our listeners a question. Are you one of the thousands of men and women who are about to change to a filter cigarette? Well, listen. There's a good reason to change to Viceroy today. Smoother, 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 Viceroy. Smoother taste of Viceroy has twice as many filters as the other two leading filter cigarettes. Yes.
Yes, there's a good reason to change to Viceroy today. It's smoother by far than the cigarette you are now smoking. For Viceroy has 20,000 filters in every tip, made from pure cellulose. Soft, snow-white, natural. That's twice as many filters as the other two largest-selling filter brands. That's why the Viceroy taste is never rough. Never, no, never rough. It's smoother by far than the cigarette you are now smoking. Smoother than any other cigarette in the world. A smoother taste of Viceroy has twice as many filters as the other two leading filter cigarettes. Smoke smoother, Viceroy. Well, the final box score today, uh, sports fans, the New York Yankees, five runs, eight hits. They made one error, their fourth error in the series. The Brooklyn Dodgers had three runs on eight hits. They made one error, and that was their first error in the se- uh, series. Roger Craig, the losing pitcher, Whitey Ford, the winning pitcher. So at the end of three games, uh, the Dodgers have won two, and the Yankees have won one. Charlie, real quick, who do you think will be tomorrow's pitchers? Well, I think for the uh, Dodgers, it'll be Erskine. And uh, for the Yankees, I, I pick Sturdivant. It might be uh, Larson or Byrne, because Byrne pitched a very good game here last year against the Dodgers in the same park. Charlie, we want to remind uh, all our fans to be sure and be listening in tomorrow for the warm-up. Uh, a little difference in time. We'll be on an hour later due to the fact the game will be played here in New York at 2 o'clock. That's New York time. And here's a reminder for you sports fans, five minutes after the news, which follows our wrap-up, Mutual will be joining the Indiana-Notre Dame football game from South Bend in Indiana. And we-